Welcome back to the In God She Trust podcast. This is Kitri, Tasha, and Mandy. And it is my turn to reveal the mystery topic for this week. I feel like there's like an evil laugh. There is. I'm just like, (laughs) you guys tortured me for two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was really gross. No, it was kind of good. Oh, okay. For an evil laugh. For an evil laugh. Um, So... And like I was just kind of telling the girls before we started recording, I had other ideas for what I wanted to talk about because I was like, no, I don't know if it's necessarily the greatest one to talk about. But God was like, no, you should talk about this. So my subject is going to come to you guys in the form of a question. And the question is, what evidence in the universe or in your life proves God is real? Oh, all right. (laughs) And Why not? <laughs> it was, and it's just something that like I just kept because that was my first thought, and I was like, no, that's a little too much. Like I feel like that involves some research, but I feel like just like in living and being human beings on this planet, on this earth, and just how we've lived our lives and being Christian or um, our our journey to um, being followers of Jesus, there God reveals Himself to us in different ways and mysterious ways and ways we never would have expected. And, you know, there's a lot of people that I know that have amazing stories that literally point to there's no other explanation than that had to have been God. And just if we just kind of look at our universe in general, it, in my opinion, all points to his existence. Right. And so... But a lot of people may be listening or like, well, prove it. Okay. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, okay, if I were just to sit down one-on-one or face-to-face with somebody, it's like, can you tell me stories or tell me of research or something in the universe that points to God, what would we tell them? What would you say to them? I think that's a good topic because I think you have two believers who think very differently and not differently. No, but just our, that, you're not offending me. No, I mean, and, and, and not saying that we think differently, but I think that we um, come to conclusions by mm. way of a very different path. Right. And so go. No. <laughs> I don't want to go no, first. No, fine. Okay. I didn't, I didn't want to like take it. <laughs> no. <laughs> by all means. Um, and, and in saying that, um, Mandy's very, um, and respectfully, and I wish, and I've told you a million times that I wish I could be more like you. <laughs> um, I still don't know what you're going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie's like, like, yeah, like, like, Mandy's cool. like, what? what? <laughs> um, she's, sunburned. she's very, <laughs> she's sunburned. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, she's very analytical, mm-hmm. um, in a good way. I think that you, you, you are a list maker. You are a pro and con maker. I don't know how many times we've had situations and you're like, get out my notebook, draw a line down the center and it's pro and it's con. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and that's respectful. And Thank you. I cannot do that by any means. I, I do it for you. You do it for me. And there's multiple times that I call you and I'm like, I need to know why I shouldn't do this. <laughs> and, um, and so she's really good about that. Um, because I, on the other hand, don't take that approach. I just am more reactional, um, not analytical in the slightest. Um, um, I, my mom, she, 
I drive her crazy because she tells me how oblivious I am. And you know, you know how absolutely <laughs> oblivious to so many things that should be blatantly obvious to me are. And this is the truth. And y'all can judge me all you want, but mm-hmm. I've had my car for over a year now. And I was in Walmart and I walked out to the parking lot and I couldn't remember where I parked my car. And then you couldn't remember what it looked like. Well, I can remember what it looked like. And I saw a vehicle that looked like mine, but I was like, no, that's not mine because I don't have the like racks on the top of my vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so I grabbed my key and mm-hmm. I hit the, you know, the lock button. And sure enough, that rack with the vehicle or the vehicle with the racks on top of it was mine. <laughs> and I've had this vehicle for over a year. Yeah. Um, but that's, that sums me and my awareness up to um, it happens to its full capacity uh, so to, in regards to your question um for me I've never been one that needed proof mm-hmm. um I've always just felt it yeah. and that's been good enough for me but that does make it hard when I'm trying to witness to people Mm-hmm. Because especially people, people want the, proof. People want proof, yeah. and my family is geared to needing to see to believe, um, and they have you know they're very science minded. They want the facts, they want the proof, mm-hmm. they want the tangibility, and so that's had to make me step out and analyze it, exactly what you're saying mm-hmm. in in many ways. Um, because I've had to just say, okay, for me, it's just worked and I've always felt God and I could always just mm-hmm. believe I could always just have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the way my daughter is, but that physical evidence is hard, I guess, um, in a way. And you're just looking at me like, I am because <laughs> you just did this whole preface that, uh, how different we are. But in this regard, and I don't know that you and I have talked about this specifically, that is exactly how I am. And that was going to be my answer because I don't, I don't need it. I, the like when I decided to make that decision and pray and ask Jesus into my heart and make that decision to follow him, I felt something and I felt a physical and atmospheric mm-hmm. shift. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I can explain it. And that's been what I needed mm-hmm. and everything that I've when I've questioned or wondered or you know had moments where I'm like all right am I like am I putting too much into this or just those moments you have doubts which absolutely everyone does I assume I don't mm-hmm. know um but it makes me feel better to think that um it's all come back to what there was that and there is nothing else in this entire world that has made me feel that I've become a mother, which is my absolute most favorite thing in the whole world. And, you know, people feel like a major shift sometimes when they hold their baby for the first time. And, mm-hmm. and I felt like a terrible parent because I didn't. I knew she was mine and I loved her more than anything, but I didn't have this like fall to pieces, start crying thing. And my entire, like, I didn't feel that atmosphere sh- atmospheric shift. Um, like I did on that. That's the only thing. And so that's kind of been my whole basis of, well, I don't care about the rest of the stuff. I don't mm-hmm. care about the proof. I, I had this and I have plenty of other things that I can say that God's given me to like just build on top of that. Mm-hmm. But that was the start. 
And it's, it's funny that you say that because I feel like we're very, I mean, now that you say that, I can see that because we've had the conversation that you and I are not impressed by much that there's <laughs> that like, you yeah. know, we're like the things that people post on, you know, Facebook or say in life mm-hmm. about, Oh my gosh. Wow. And we're just like, yep. And I was the same way when I had my babies, not saying that my babies didn't impress me, but I never had that bawling, I'm a mother, you know, of course I adored them and I knew that don't mess with them from, yes, from the get go. Mama bear. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, it's never, never, it's taken so much for me to step back and say, wow, right. That is awesome. But when it comes to your faith, that is that feeling, that joy Mm -hmm. inside. And it is wow. So have either of you guys had Is there anything that comes to mind specifically where God showed up for you in a way that you were like, that was him, you know, like there was no question in your mind or like maybe, you know, you had like a massive prayer request and everything just lined up perfectly. Or have you ever had, you know, those moments where God was like almost so thick in the room, you could feel it and you could hear him and you could, you know, you know what I mean? Like, has there any been mo- like ever been moments in your life where you're like, that had to be him mm-hmm. and no one could tell you otherwise. And if, if you are willing to share those stories, I have two, but I don't want to be like just a talker that come came to mind. My first one and you guys, I can't wait for you to experience this because you're going to Israel. <laughs> and I know. I'm like very jealous, but at the same time, like we asked you. you guys, know. I know. So um anyway, uh there was I got to go to Israel in 2006, so it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've been there. And um one of the last nights we were in Jerusalem and We had this night that we could go do this kind of conference because the person that led the tour that we went on was an international speaker. Mm -hmm. And so he was doing this and then they were kind of doing this uh, fundraiser because, you know, they're always in war, but there was major stuff happening. Like we were literally went during like a major ceasefire and whatever. So I I should remember more of that news story, but I don't. Anyway, um... I chose not to go that night. I felt mm-hmm. like that wasn't where I was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I got to stay in my room and I just spent the night praying and talking and like, you know, filling out the last details of my journal that I had done and all mm-hmm. these different things. And I tell you, I have never felt a moment when you felt so literally close. I mean, and it just seems perfect that it's Jerusalem and mm-hmm. and things in, but it was so thick in my room and just, and I, I mean, I wasn't like spending the entire night like worshiping and dancing and praying, but I was doing all of it and just really like enjoying my time with him. And I'm like, man, it was the easiest I've ever had to pray Mm -hmm. was there. And what I think it was just this like nice, like closing out. It wasn't had, I didn't have anything specific on my mind because he had been, revealing stuff throughout mm-hmm. the whole time and which was pretty amazing um and I definitely think we should talk about Israel since you guys are back because I got some new stories <laughs> so I'm trying not to like you know ruin anything for you guys anyway um and then the other story that came to mind was after I left a church that 
And it was a kind of experience that unfortunately takes some believers and turns in the other direction mm. because of the experience that we had. It was a, it was just mean, honestly. Right. Um, but without going into that, I went to a conference with um, a couple of really great speakers and a couple of really great um, Christian artists and was having a, like just this time and asking God to like reveal himself and like mm-hmm. making sure that, hey, God, I need to know that you're real and what I'm choosing to do. I, I chose to leave this and I chose to do what I felt like you told me to do. But, man, I'm feeling empty and mm-hmm. I just need you. And, uh, I was kind of holding my hand on my heart and just praying and asking for him to like feel him. I need, I'm like, I need something tangible. I don't Mm -hmm. need the music. I don't need whatever they're saying. I need to feel you. And, um, when you like with someone chest to chest and you can feel their heartbeat Mm -hmm. and it's different and it's at a different rhythm than yours. Mm -hmm. That is when I felt, Mm. and I legitimately felt it. And I was like, okay, that is what I needed. I started freaking out. I was so excited and so happy and totally felt at that moment as whatever that sounds like to anybody else, but exactly what I needed at that moment. And Mm -hmm. uh, he revealed himself. He showed himself that I'm going to be okay. I did what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it sucks right now, but what about you kind of thing. So I love that. Yeah. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Abraham. And I know that's not the answer to your question. But it, but it, cause I guess my thought process was, is that faith sometimes is like a muscle and the more you use it, the more it grows. Mm-hmm. And then it, that's why I went to Abraham because he, he had to grow in his faith in order yeah. for God to call him friend. Mm-hmm. And we know biblically the term friend is basically a covenant partner. Anytime that God uses the term friend, that's covenant partner. Mm-hmm. But he had to get there. He had mm-hmm. to go through all of those things. And, you know, I've been saved since I was 14, but I've had to, I had to go through, I had a lot of bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, that dropped me to my knees and in the midst of, as we all know, the horrible, you know, things that life can throw at you. Um, once those are passing, you look back on it, you know, that God got you through those things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I, I had, you know, I think we've kind of had this conversation where 2020 was just an absolute horrible year for mm-hmm. all of us. And, um, in the midst of that, you know, my, my best friend and cousin killed himself. And then my grandma died of pancreatic cancer. And then I was going through some really just crappy personal stuff. And, um, I hit a breaking point at that and at that moment. And, um, and I was never questioning mm-hmm. the Lord, but I needed, needed a victory. I just felt completely defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, and And that was when, and I know um, we've had this conversation, so I won't delve into it too much, but just for anybody listening, it was basically 
um, 1 Corinthians 12, 9, that verse came to me and it says, you know, my grace is sufficient for the, for me, for you, sorry. And mm-hmm. my, my strength is made greatest in your weakness. And when I realized that and that I was supposed to be weak mm-hmm. is when I had like this massive epiphany, a spiritual epiphany come upon me. And that opened up so many just within a matter of months. Um, when I, when I came to that realization, just doors that opened, um, spiritual doors that allowed me to understand scripture better to under, help me to understand, um, the benefits that the Lord had given me. And, um, and this is probably a potentially controversial topic because I was one of these people who, um, up until five, six months ago, the whole speaking in tongues thing was mm-hmm. um, a you're crazy if you think you can do that type of thing. Girl, I'm so glad you brought that up because, like, the whole time I was like, yes, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it's, you know, I, I'm brazen in speaking about it because I've been through the super, literal supernatural of it. Um, and people are, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fully aware that people don't understand the full, um, promise in the Bible, but I was basically taken through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Kitri and I both were, yep. um, about what the Bible says about actually being able to do that and using and how to that receive and how the Holy to receive Spirit. It. Yeah. And, um, when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and, um, then, prayed over to receive that then um I was I was in a church with a dear friend of mine who was helping me and I during the whole process of that still was skeptical about the whole thing because my brain was in too much control of Mm -hmm. everything and the rationality was in too much control of over me and she just kept saying, just relax, relax, <laughs> let it go. I'm like listening. I'm like, oh my gosh, we had the same experience almost. Sorry, like punched no, you in the face. She did. She just literally punched <laughs> me in the face. Uh, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, but but yeah, um, and, and I remember the way that it happened to me was that I was getting so frustrated that I started to cry and sobbing cry because Mm -hmm. I couldn't relax enough. Mm -hmm. And I started to say in my brain, I started to say, Jesus, I can't do this. But instead out came my language. (laughs) And I, um, I was completely overwhelmed and lost control of my emotions at that point. And during that is when I had, when I say a supernatural experience, I a hundred percent mean that because I felt God in all of that and completely through my body. And even though I wasn't understanding the words that came out, my brain was telling me the gist of where I was going and the whole time I was sobbing and just crying out to the Lord. And in my brain, I was crying out for my cousin um, who had killed himself. And I've had a lot of regret over that whole situation. 
um, about not doing enough and Mm -hmm. being in a situation where I felt like I didn't witness enough. And so I held a lot of guilt over that. And I literally just felt my soul crying out to the Lord over that. Um, And I, after it was done, I pulled myself back and I just had to laugh Mm -hmm. because I just proved my human self wrong that literally an hour before I thought I was walking into a potentially just crazy atmosphere and situation and what am I doing? Yeah. And, um, but, and it's helped me from that point on because when you understand why and how it benefits you to speak in the spirit, um, I've been able to heal my kids of sickness. People are going to probably stop listening to My us. sister has told me, because like, like, I, you know, I told my sister that I, I got my heavenly language, mm-hmm. and her and her boyfriend have told me that it's practicing witchcraft. And mm-hmm. I'm like, have you read the Bible? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, they think I'm crazy. So, it, But it's, yeah. it's biblical, and it's real, and our brains like to try to validate something and like try to figure out something mm-hmm. and understand something. Um, supernatural. And so when we, our brains can't figure it out, it must not be real or it has to be fake or it has to be made up or something. But that's how God works. Yep, And that's how Satan works because yep. Satan is a huge deceiver. And so he has put that stigma on it. Yeah. And I have, I, I will a hundred percent say I have for the entire life, even as a Christian, been very skeptical of that concept but yeah that skepticism turned into another epiphany of Mm -hmm. mine and um and just studying the bible and now i see it all over the bible yeah and it's like once it's revealed to you yeah it's kind of like have you ever like known that phenomenon like where you buy a new car yeah. and then all of a sudden you start seeing the exact car you bought like everywhere. Same it's color, everything. Everything. Yeah. And I can never find my car. It, it was, it was the same thing. <laughs> you always go to my neighbor's car. So my neighbor has like the exact same car. <laughs> yeah. And so like every time we get done recording, she like, she goes to her car and then I can just hear Brandy going, that's not your car. <laughs> and she's like, oh yeah. But it's funny listening to you tell your story about how you got your heavenly language is very, very similar to mine. But you know that I struggled for a lot longer with the. I was going to say, was this on the same night? It was. Almost. It was was, Yours was a week after. After. Yeah. After mine. But Um, she didn't tell me about it because she thought I would think she was crazy. I thought she was nuts. And so then, like, (laughs) didn't you say that about her? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just learning this and I'm just like, oh, how the Lord works. So I have a couple things on like how, you know, God has really revealed himself, but I'm going to go to the the tongues thing. So we have this very, very good friend and she reached out to me and she's like, every time I see you, the Lord just tells me I need to talk to you about this. And so I I knew what she wanted to talk to me about. And it's just something I never believed in. And it was actually something my church was like, that was for the apostles. Nowadays it's just made up or it's crazy people, you know? So I went in, but I, I had been praying Um, so many times I'm like, Lord, I know you're calling me into something that's way bigger than me, but I'm not worthy. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't have the resources. I don't have the knowledge, but if there's, yeah, I haven't researched, (laughs) I haven't made made my list. Exactly. But I said, but if I'm missing something, please 
reveal. Like, I don't want to miss anything. So if I'm missing something, please let me know. And, you know, then she, she reached out. And so I'm sitting there and she's taking me through the Bible and she's taking me through this. And my brain's like, okay, it is in the Bible. And then she's, she, she was like, she was, did a fantastic job of explaining it and showing it. And I was asking questions and I was like, okay, but what does this mean? And what does this mean? And I don't understand. And this is what I believed. And now I'm, you know, and my brain is trying to go somewhere else. And then she just asked me, she's like, so do you want to think about it? Or do you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit? And the Lord was like, just do it. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, I'll just do it. And so I'm sitting there and she's praying and she's praying over me in her tongue and I'm receiving the Holy Spirit. And, um, I'm just like, this is absolutely bad. You know what crazy I was like, (laughs) there's no way this is real. Just, just not to cut you off, but when we say receive the Holy spirit, so when it it means something different because when, when you're saved, you immediately are given the Holy Spirit in you. And so you're able to discern, you're able to do all those things through that. But then to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and receive that is something different. different. Yeah. And that's where you can get your, your spiritual gifts. And so I'm there and I'm praying and I'm just like, Lord, just like, help me. Like I'm like, my mind is open. My heart is open. And, um, then I like see in my brain just like flashes of syllables. And I was like, no, that's me making it up. Mm-hmm. And, 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 um, she, my friend is praying over me and then she's like, it's right there in your head. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, that's a little weird, but you know, she's probably just, but she's, she's praying. And then I know when the Holy spirit is in the room because the air gets very thick to me and like, I can just feel, and like my sister thinks that this is something weird, but the air feels heavy, not in like a sad or like angry or fear filled way. But I just, I know that there is a presence in the room that is way greater than me. And I, I am not worthy to even be in the same room as this presence. So when I say that the air feels heavy, it's not in a bad way. It's just like somebody is in this room. He is in this room and I'm not worthy to breathe the same air as him being in right now. And and I'm praying and I can, I can see the syllables in, in my brain. And every time I open up my mouth, just my, my flesh is stopping me. It's like, no, this isn't real. And I can hear him in my brain, like, just, just let it go. And all of a sudden, my friend who's praying over me and she's praying in her tongue, she starts speaking the legit words that I have only prayed in prayer mm-hmm. before. And she's like, you've been asking God that you don't know what to do and that you're not equipped and you don't have the knowledge to do this and that you know that he's leading you into something bigger. And then that with like the air, I just began to shake and I just started freaking because out. Because that is one of her gifts. That is one of her gifts. The discernment because yes. she did the same to me. So not yeah. that I'm just explaining that she's not, we're not saying she's a medium. Or she's, she's not. not you know, anything <laughs> she's not. Like because that. the Holy Spirit gives <laughs> gifts of discernment and interpretation. Interpretation. And, interpretation. Yeah. But if she would have just said that, I'm like, oh, something's weird. But it was because I felt the Holy Spirit so strongly. And then, you know, I started like speaking um, a little bit. I got like a couple words, but the whole time I was like, this isn't real. This has got to be me making it up. And I went through like a really, I want to say a long period of time. It felt like a long period of time, but it was honestly like a couple weeks where like every time I would start speaking in my language, my brain or the devil would, would be like, nope, that's not real. You're making it up. You were really frustrated. I was very frustrated. And then the more I did it though, the more I was like, 
he wants to stop me because he doesn't want me to be able to lift myself up in prayer to mm-hmm. God. And the thing that I love so much about speaking, and I know this is kind of on a weird topic right now, but it's because it is 100% the will of God. Like we can't insert ourselves into right. anything else. But, and the reason why I knew that the Holy Spirit was in that room that night is because I've experienced it in two other places. And one place was actually a little over a year ago and it was in a really, really hard situation in my life. And I'm going to try not to talk so much, but I was in a relationship that was not godly whatsoever. You guys know the story, but our listeners don't. Um, I was, you know, living with a boyfriend. I had actually bought a home with him. Um, and earlier on in our relationship, we had suffered a miscarriage due to just, you know, us being sinful and, you know, whatever. But I, I fully believed that I could have the world and God too. And it just didn't work that way. But, um, after the miscarriage, I had to have, um, a surgery and out of that surgery, um, I, I contracted an infection, which is normal. Um, and so, you know, the doctors were like, you know, just because of the surgery, we know this is, this, this happens all the time. Here are these antibiotics to get rid of it. Did nothing would work. Nothing would work. And so I was fighting this infection on and off for two years. And I, we came to a headway in my relationship where I knew marriage was not going to happen. He had been telling me he was going to propose. He never proposed. And so I could feel the Lord convicting me for how I was living. You know, I was living with somebody who was not my husband. I was going to church and calling myself a Christian, but outside in the real world, I was not living like it. And I could just feel the Holy Spirit convicting me of it. But I loved this man so much. I was like, well, I don't want to leave because it's just going to be so, so painful. But the Lord was just like, no. And so this, I had been dealing with this infection for two years and it was getting worse and worse. I was on and off antibiotics for six months at a time. The doctors were like, we have no idea why this is not going away. It is not that crazy of an infection to get rid of. It's quite normal. We don't know why it's not going away. I knew. I was like, I know this is the Holy Spirit trying to get my attention. And I remember I had made the decision to leave. I just had not left yet. And I remember calling my mom and I was bawling. And I was just like, I just don't understand why God is punishing me. God doesn't really punish. He disciplines. There's a massive difference between the two. But I knew that this infection wasn't going away for a reason. And um, I was just like, I don't understand why God is, is punishing me. I don't understand why he can't just make him propose. You know, I really thought he was supposed to be the man for me. I just don't understand. I was just, in, I was at, at rock bottom pretty much. And, um, my mom was like, well, just keep praying or whatever. And by that time I was like, I just, I don't care. I don't want to pray because it's not going to get answered anyways. Two hours later, I was leaving my job. And when I'm really upset, I don't want anything in the car. I want it dead silent to kind of be alone with my thoughts. And so my purse was on the the floor. I'm actually in like the backseat. It had fallen off. And so my phone was in my purse and everything was off. And as I was driving home, something came through my speakers. A voice, a male voice came through my speakers. I was like, that's weird. Maybe I bumped something on my steering wheel. So I go to turn it off and everything is still off. The radio is off. There's nothing coming through from my phone. It, It literally says push button to turn on. I was like, that's really weird. So I went to like go push the button just to see if maybe there's like a glitch and glitch in the matrix or whatever. And then I heard, hear the word sin. And then it, it made me stop it. I'm not kidding. My finger was like maybe a centimeter away from the button. And it was, I discipline you because you are my child. If you were not my child, I would not discipline you 
if I, if, you know, if I love you, I treat you as my children, you know, our, your earthly father would not be a good father if he did not discipline you so much. So as your father in heaven. And I was like, Oh man. And then that air got super thick. And I just remember feeling like a teeny tiny ant because I just knew what presence was in my car with me at that moment. And I began to shake and I began to cry. And I just remember saying, I'm so sorry over and over again. Well, it was the, it was almost the entire chapter of Hebrews 12, but it wasn't in the entire chapter. It started off in like Hebrews four or five, and then it stopped after verse 19, I think. So it was a very specific spot And then I read it and it's the entire chapter on why the Lord disciplines us. And my Bible app was not open on my phone. The last verse and chapters I had it on was in like John and Romans, never opened Hebrews. So mysteriously, you know, my phone, quote unquote, I'm using massive air quotes, opened itself, went to Hebrews, went to Hebrews 12, and then just selected a few verses to listen to. But I just remember feeling that, oh man, in, in my car. And I, I left my relationship and I repented and the, the infection was so bad at that time. The doctors were telling me I could, it could possibly make me infertile for, for later that it would, my, it could maybe make me not have kids because they're like, we don't understand why it's not working. The mess, like, I mean, I was on everything and then it was gone in three days. Wow. Three days, three days. Very, very good number. Three days. So you you saying all this brings to mind um, Moses on the the mount when he goes up, and so the Bible tells us that there is a heavy mist around mm-hmm. the cloud when he goes up, mm-hmm. and all the Israelites are down at the bottom, and at this point, the Lord's voice is still audible mm-hmm. to to everybody, mm-hmm. and he goes up. And, um, he disappears in this midst and he goes up and of course, you know, that's the whole 10 commandments and all of this stuff. Yeah. And he spends 30 days up there, 30, Mm -hmm. 40, 30, 40, 40, 40, 40 40 is the number. Yeah. God works in numbers. So he comes down and the first thing that's happening when Moses comes down is that the Israelites have gathered gold and jewels and they have cast a golden image and they're, Mm -hmm. they're worshiping it. And so Moses takes the 10 commandments and he throws them down and he breaks them. Mm -hmm. And because he's so mad, he's he's like, really? You couldn't have waited. And so through all of this, you know, there, there's punishment, but it's at the end of this, that the Israelites are looking at this mist which is the heaviness of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in essence. And they say, we don't want to hear you. Mm -hmm. You're scaring us. We don't, you know, we don't want to hear you anymore and do this differently. And it just makes me think of everybody who's listening to this that thinks we're absolutely insane or, you know, because I was absolutely that person, Mm -hmm. even though I'd grown up in the church but my my church and my denominations mm-hmm. that I different churches that I would go to stayed away from these benefits of the spirit because you can't explain them. It's something that scares them and they can't explain. Yeah. And I was that person, 
but when all of these things are revealed to you, it becomes normal. Oh yeah. And you find your boldness. Like we talked about last mm-hmm. week, it doesn't phase me in the slightest. The first thing I did was I went home and I told, told my mother, I was like, you're going to think I'm crazy, but I can speak in tongues. Mm-hmm. And I, I hesitated. I didn't even tell my, my mom right. for like a month afterwards. I was like, cause I was like, you didn't even tell I, me. I didn't. And then like when you started telling me about, you know, our friend reaching out to yep. you, I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So now I can tell you, you're not going to think I'm insane, <laughs> but, but, but it's just, you can't explain that stuff. And you know, and there, there's, you know, and like, even if you, if you really wanted to get scientific with it, I'm not a scientist whatsoever. I failed chemistry. Um, but you know, you, you, you read that if we were like one like million kilometers closer to the sun, we would burn right. up and we, we, we couldn't do it. And one, I think like one million kilometers is like four moons or something like mm-hmm. that. And if we were one million kilometers away, we would freeze to death. And it was like, we are, we are li- literally living in is what scientists call the sweet spot. Because if we were a, a little bit further away, we would freeze. If we were a little bit closer, we would burn up. Or, you know, if we didn't have gravity, we would be flung everywhere. And, um, you know, there's so much that points to how is that just chance? Mm-hmm. You know? I There's that meme going around that's like, you know, atheists believe, you know, in order to be like an atheist, they believe that, you know, things were created out of chaos and, you know, yep. and all of these things. And it lists all these things. And at the end it says, I don't have that much faith. And, no. you know, and that's, yeah. that's exactly what it is. That there's too much just mm-hmm. sovereignty and perfection and everything. And C.S. Lewis said, you know, my faith lies on the sun rising and the sun setting. And, you know, how do you look out at this world? I'm paraphrasing, but, right. you know, he's saying, how do you look out at this world and not believe in a, in a God? And C.S. Lewis was an atheist turned Christian. Yep. And there's there's a book that I actually bought from Tasha's store that is like a textbook, but it is so, it is such a good read. And if you, if you guys at home, like, are, are wanting to look into, like, actual scientific evidence that prove you know, the existence of God, go find the book, um, evidence that demands a verdict. It is, I mean, I'm barely into like the creation part and I'm just, I'm already convinced. I mean, I am a believer, but I am that person that at times I, I, I've literally looked at God and I'm like, I need you to prove it. Mm -hmm. But then you, you look at this entire world and all the universes that exist within the galaxies and how we perfectly orbit the sun and how it's constantly in rotation and how gravity pulls and how the sun sets in the same place every day and rises in the same place every day. Like you can't convince me that happened out of nothing because everything in this world had to be created by somebody. You know, you can't just put wood out there and it just magically creates itself Everything on this earth needs needs to be created and nothing moves without somebody moving it. I cannot take my phone from my lap and put it closer to Mandy without actually me physically doing that. But I mean there there and there's there's evidence showing that they they found the the chariots from the the splitting of the Red Sea in the Red Sea and they're finding bones and swords and spears in places where there were huge 
biblical battles. And I mean, and if that's, you know, not enough, I, go read that book. It's really, really amazing. But well, the archaeology, like you're saying, in yeah. itself is, is inexplicable. Um, and it's, it's hard to, but every, there, there's always going to be somebody that's going to Absolutely. debate and whatnot. And that's just why you have to yeah. live your life and study the word and talk about the things that you know are the truth. I think this yeah. is a good topic and just in general, because so many people are different. And, mm -hmm. but there's so many good resources. I think I've shared with you, Mandy, some of them that we've had, mm -hmm. um, just, you know, that's for, for people like in my family that I've sent books to or things like that about science, you know, and science and God and all of those things. But mm -hmm. I, I don't know. And I think you've shared with me, like Ava's had really good questions, even just as a little kid just about, <laughs> I was actually, that's what I was spending time looking through my phone, trying to find it. She, I mean, she always had good questions, but something she said when she was little and I'd, it would have to, I'd have to take longer to find the scripture that I was telling someone that is kind of a mentor of mine about it. And she was like, oh, well, the Bible says that. And we kind of went off of it mm -hmm. and she had told me, and it's somewhere in my phone, what she said, but she was a toddler and we're driving. And, um, I used to live in a a town about three hours north of here that was so windy all the time and in Wyoming I know what? what um but she uh she goes mom you know the when the wind blows that's just God talking to us and I was like oh really wow he sure has a lot of things to say to the people of Cody <laughs> and she said yeah but nobody knows how to listen and I was like that's so true I immediately pulled over and whatever it was word for word, I wrote down and I was like, I have to remember this. And I know I wrote it someplace else other than my phone, mm -hmm. which is good because I'm having a hard time finding it. <laughs> um, and then went and told that person and, and she said, Oh, that's biblical. And she was able to tell me mm -hmm. which verse. And so I added that and, uh, it's eluding me right now, but, uh, that was one of the the sweet, sweet little things that that's so sweet. She Kids said, have like, weird, amazing wisdom mm -hmm. sometimes that just you won't you don't expect it out of them because you're like oh they're a kid but then every now and then it just humbles you and you're like I just learned something from a child mm -hmm. you know it's ama it's amazing their their faith is amazing absolutely and I I love that I love that story but. I would say, you know, to the people who are just wanting proof, well, if we could explain God, he wouldn't be God. If we could easily just explain why he does the way he does or how he created the heavens and the earth or just how he does anything, if we could explain it, he wouldn't be worthy of praise and he wouldn't be God. And I think the very fact that we, I, and I'm, I'm not saying this like in a way that I'm not a believer, that we can't fully say here is proof. I mean, there's a ton of proof that science points to that there's God, but it also is a massive act of faith. And that's what he's after constantly is acting out on faith. But I don't want a God that I can explain. I don't want a God that I can put in a box and explain to people easily 
because then what's the point in worshiping one if we practically can create him and explain him? I want a God that I don't know everything about and that I can spend the rest of my life searching after and 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 pushing after just to understand a little bit more but I still can't wrap my head around how how the earth is so perfectly placed in the universe and how the human body is so beautifully created to create other human beings and and get rid of sicknesses and how all of it works because then he wouldn't be worthy of praise and the the amazing thing about the bible is that every answer to every question every Every, I mean, it talks about the clouds, it talks about the rain process, it talks mm-hmm. about all sorts of things, conception, everything. It speaks about in the Bible, and those answers are there, and that's why you see so many atheists like Lee Strobel and, and C.S. Lewis and all of those, that once they delve into the Word, they find those truths. Mm-hmm. But it's, there. there is a step that you have to take because you can open your Bible and you can read the words and you hear it all the time. People saying, I'm reading, but I don't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've read the Bible and verses for 20 plus years. And mm-hmm. I'm still learning because I'm looking and God's constantly showing things to me. But the, the step that you have to take mm-hmm. in order to get that understanding is to believe and be saved and in the capacity not saying that you 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 can't understand the things but to get that full understanding but the holy spirit reveals stuff to you with that faith and with that belief that you wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. understand right elsewhere and like hebrews 11 6 says and without faith it is impossible to please him for he comes to for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. And to to find your faith, I mean, it's it's so commonplace to us. You know, we, we hear all the time about mm-hmm. how do you how do you become a Christian? How do you believe? You know, what do you have to believe? And it is so simple that you have to come and just believe that, that Jesus was and is and always has been and that he died on the cross and rose again and it really is that simple it's so simple but that he did that for you and that our sins were taken on calvary and it's not about calvary but it's about his mercy and his grace and once you accept that and understand that you sin and that you are a sinner when you come before the lord and ask for forgiveness for being who you are Mm -hmm. he will open up a world of information to you. And the more that you're in the word and read your Bible, the more it will show itself to you. Mm -hmm. And even still I'm opening things and verses that I've read over and over again, I will go to the, to the Lord and say, open my eyes about this. Show me what you want to show me today. Mm -hmm. And verses that you hear all the time. And I can repeat, I get, Again, I keep saying this word epiphany, but it makes sense. And that's that's God. And God will reveal different things with the same scripture. Mm-hmm. You know, like in one, in one area of your life, he'll work with you on this and you'll read that scripture. And then maybe five years down the line, you read that scripture and he reveals something completely new and completely different. Like, I love the quote that says the Bible is the only book where when you read it, it reads you. Mm-hmm. 
and it's, and it's not like the actual Bible, but it's the Holy spirit through that word. And it's so true because I've come across so many verses where I've, I've read them so many, like speaking in tongues. I've read those a billion times, but it was a new season in my life that God wanted to teach me something new. So he, he revealed that to me. And, you know, you're talking about C.S. Lewis, the book that I was talking about, Evidence That Requires a Verdict. He was a scientist that went out with science, like hoping to, with science to disprove the existence of God and in turn became a believer with science that a lot of people think that science and faith cannot coexist. Well, you can't have one without the other because God created science Mm -hmm. and God created everything. But I loved what you said that it is, it's so simple. And I I think that's hard for people for people to accept because it is, especially people who maybe have come out with um, or who have been in deep, deep religions Mm -hmm. that you have to do certain things in order to believe. And then when they're like, no, all you have to do is just believe and believe in your heart and say it with your mouth. It's not works, but by faith. Exactly. And that's, that's really hard. So I think you captured it. But the Bible is a journal. I mean, how many, how many times has it been tried to be destroyed, but it's always survived. And still the number one book, still the number one book. And, you Mm -hmm. know, it survived, it survived for even from the beginning mm-hmm. and the different versions that they continually find um, transcripts from and the, the book burnings and all of those things mm-hmm. It's survived and nobody yeah. has ever been you see, It's amazing. You see those like tornadoes or whatever mm-hmm. and fires or things, yeah. and, you know, yeah. and it's like the picture of Jesus or the family Bible or yeah. something like that. Always. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always, well, it says in the Bible, my words will never pass away. Yeah. Yep. And it's just another promise that never, I mean, never fails. And it's the only book where the prophecies have actually been fulfilled and are continuing to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much that goes on mm-hmm. within the Bible and just with God himself that he's the only God, number one, who exists and is not man-made. But that things that the Bible has said has actually become true mm-hmm. and that's really amazing and if you want good resources outside of you know the book that Kittry's talked about and we, we mentioned Lee Strobel any of the like especially the case for Christ the case for mm-hmm. um grace the Christ case for heaven all of those by Lee Strobel are amazing C.S. Lewis mere Christianity um screw tape letters any of that stuff I mean you can catch any of those surprised by joy all of mm-hmm. those that just talk about um, going from one extreme to another in your faith. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know that we technically answered your question. I think but, so. Cause I was kind of looking for, you know, like maybe, maybe some scientific evidence, but there's, there's so many stories that happen within mm-hmm. lives of people who come to Christ, who are in Christ that they're like, no one else could have done this. I couldn't have done this. Even if I planned it perfectly and and so I I liked hearing just like the different stories and just kind of leaning into who we are as as Christians but I think each person will have their own walk and their own journey with with Christ if they're if they're willing and open but I mean just look around and there's so much just in creation and in the world that just points to his his glory we just have to be able to open our minds and our hearts Mm -hmm. to see it 
And we can't wait to come back from Israel and tell you all about it. I know. <laughs> so well, then I'll finally, like, you've already heard I my know, stories, but, but I know. be able to talk to you and be like, ah, okay. We still have a year, and I I'm know. like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Over the, a year. the thing is that's going to be great is that it's not like I, you guys are going to see a different part and you're going to be experienced different things because you're going with a different group mm-hmm. and it's, it's all organized differently and things like that. But the different things that you're going to see those, like when you go to Nazareth and you go, uh, you guys are going to a couple different places that I haven't been, but when you get baptized in the Jordan mm-hmm. and you'll get to experience the same little fishies against your legs, even though you mm-hmm. hate it. And my floaties <laughs> and Love all that. these different <laughs> things that, are the same that I got to experience mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of the same stuff like the garden tomb is one mm-hmm. of my favorite things that we talked about or that we went and I learned and um you got you listeners will hear this again after our, they go back but I went to Israel I had been a believer for oh my gosh several years but I was still very immature Christian. I didn't know anything, and that we'll get into that later because that's fun stories. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just so much stuff that I like. Those were good stories. They are. Yeah. yeah, they're terrible and so funny and part of just who I am, and and it, it's me. So um, anyway, oh, I've just been excited for you guys to just go more so more things talk. to kind of yeah just show us like who God is. But I think this is definitely by far our longest, longest one that we have. And I was like, oh, like it'll probably be really short. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but thank you guys for letting me kind of yeah. spring that on you. And I I, I it was liked hard the, for you. It was hard for me because I'm such a planner. But it's fine. It was it was good. And I I liked. There was some part of me deep, deep down that liked not knowing, and I thought it was a really good idea. So good job, Mandy. Thanks. So we hope that you guys keep listening, and you can find us on Facebook at the In God She Trust page, and you can find us on Instagram at In God She Trust, and you can send us an email at I. Trust at gmail.com. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.